Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's episode, I want to talk about if a teen is working, what they should be doing with the money they earn. Because summertime, this year, teens are in much demand in the workplace. I want to talk to you also later about weddings. You know, so many weddings didn't happen because of Corona last year. And a lot of people have a new appreciation for actually a wedding budget. And I'm going to talk about that. But right now, I want to tell you something that you probably don't know about me. I believe that it is essential that teenagers work, maybe some part-time during the school year and definitely during the summer. I know today a lot of parents don't see it that way. They want their kids learning how to do something like a year-round sport that maybe makes them look better applying for college, or uh, they want them to learn how to play some kind of musical instrument to an extreme or whatever. And those things are absolutely valid. But I think it is invaluable for a kid to be in the workplace, know what that means, know what it's like to get a paycheck and think you're making so much per week and see after all the deductions how much you actually net out. And also to know what it's like to be on the other side with customers sometimes that can be difficult, others very kind, and others complicated. And so you learn all that as a kid. Now my rule for my three children was they all had to start working in a traditional work kind of job when they turned 15. So my oldest, who's now 32, worked in a restaurant as a hostess. My daughter, who's now 21, worked in a restaurant as Expo, which is where you're in the kitchen making sure every order is right as best you can before it's delivered to the table so you don't have takebacks to the kitchen, big cost to a business and reputation, and in lost food. And then my son, who's 15, has his first job working as a lifeguard at a water park. And all three of them, uh, the 15-year-old now, the two older ones, they took lessons, and my son taking lessons, from being in the workplace that are absolutely phenomenal. And again, because... There's such a labor shortage right now. Teenagers who may have had difficulty finding decent employment for summer or part-time work now can. So 
I also had another thing that I did with my two older kids and I'm doing with my son. And it's that every dollar that they didn't spend, he doesn't spend from his job that he will put into a Roth IRA, I match with a dollar. So what it allows my kids to do with what I call the daddy match, could be a mommy match, could be a parental match, whatever, is if they save half of what they make from a job when they're 15, then essentially everything they make ends up in a Roth IRA. So this is important in my book to teach deferred gratification, to get the kids into a habit of saving money where you live on less than what you make and you save and it builds for the future. And then obviously my obsession and addiction to Roth IRAs, I don't think I need a special program to deal with that. So I don't think it's a bad addiction. No, we want to spread that addiction around. Yes, we definitely do. Is that when my kids put money away at 15, the value of it is amazing. I was talking to my 32-year-old who started doing that, obviously, at 15 and kept doing the Roth because it was in her head. And she now has, at 32, an amazing amount of money saved in her Roth IRA, saved for retirement. And I only seeded money, obviously, for a few years, but the habit had taken. And she's now an avid saver for her future. And I I thought about this because I had a long conversation with her yesterday. She has bronchitis, so through her coughing, I was <laughs> carrying on a conversation. And Rebecca was talking about, well, she saves this much each month for uh, her son's college education and a 529 plan. She does this in her Roth 401k. She does this in her Roth IRA. And it's like the student has become the teacher. And it's great. That's what was important to me was to build into people's minds, my kids' minds, and obviously to anyone who will listen, my kids didn't have a choice, you do, is this idea of living on less than what you make as a conscious decision and building that money for your future for different purposes. I notice that a lot when I talk to people about Ross, they're confused about what it is, and then where do you open one, what do you do with it? So as you'll listen to the podcast, you'll hear me answer people's questions about it and build that knowledge base. But simply, a Roth IRA is a special deal that we're allowed under federal tax law. You're allowed to put aside up to $6,000 in a year. In the case of a teenager, no more than they earned in a year. If they earned 3000 then that would be the max. And it can go into an investment account. You can use one of my favorite children, the low-cost, big low-cost companies like Vanguard, Schwab, or Fidelity. You put the money in, and in a Roth IRA, and then the money grows tax-free all through the years, And then in retirement, the entire pile is spent tax-free. It's not deferred tax. There is no tax. The other thing that that is really simple 
is a lot of people get shut down when they start thinking about what am I going to put the money in? Well, if you go to my three favorite children, they all have target retirement funds. So you pick a year closest uh, to the time that someone may retire. In my son's case, that would be 2076. My goodness. I don't know how far in the future if, if the target retirement funds go into the 2070s yet, but at least they go to 2065 and uh, money can go into that. That's what my son actually is in right now is the 2065 because for odd reasons, my wife's an actress and he was in a couple of commercials with her when he was young, uh, newborn, and then up to like two or three years old. And all the money he made from that went into a Roth in that time, the 2065 was the furthest in the future we could do. And all these funds do is the money you put in, the company that's managing the target retirement fund changes the mix of investing over the decades to be appropriate for how close you are to retirement. So the further you are from retirement, the in the short term, riskier the investments are, but the greater return. And then closing in on retirement, the investment portfolio becomes less risky in the short term and will have lower returns as a result of not taking as much risk. So Krista, with that quick summary of Roth IRAs, what do you got for questions? Pam in California says, my son is about to start college in the fall and we're looking for a banking solution for him as well as a credit card for emergency purposes. Would a cash management account be a viable option rather than a customer no service giant monster mega bank? He needs flexibility to deposit checks, possible transfer of money and easy ATM withdrawals. Pam, this is a solution, particularly if your son has any investment portfolio at all, uh, you can open uh, what was historically abbreviated as a CMA, and that trade name is not used very often anymore. But it's essentially where you have a no-fee checking account, no minimum balance, with one of the uh, discount stockbrokers. And with them, you have uh, access to a debit card for ATM and they all have credit cards. Now, whether or not your son will qualify for one of those credit cards, not as likely, and he may need to get one of the college student cards. One of the best starting ones for a new college student is the Discover student credit card product. And Discover has tried to get in college students' wallets hoping that they build some lifetime loyalty, brand loyalty to Discover. But yes, having an account with one of the discount stockbrokers as an alternative to being at a bank or credit union is a very viable one. And along the same lines, but a different location, this is from Ed in New York. In September, my daughter will be going to Scotland for university. What do you recommend for her cell phone service and how can we best transfer money to her when needed? Ed, this is a great question, and cell phone service, when she gets to Scotland, she'll want to buy local cell phone service from uh, uh, three or one of the other cell phone companies in the United Kingdom, and 
The plans are generally not as data heavy as ours, but the overall cost tends to be lower for the cell phone plans in Great Britain. You will be able to communicate back and forth for free using one of the calling apps, like uh, you can use Viber, you can use WhatsApp. Uh, There are a number of these. Also with free texting going back and forth using one of the texting apps. Um, The things I just talked about have incorporated in them video calling, texting, and voice calling, all free on the data side of the cell phone plan. But also at university, there's going to be Wi-Fi all over the campus, in the dorms, and all that. So most of your daughter's activity will be over Wi-Fi, not on cellular. As far as cash, the easiest thing to do is use one of the accounts that she can have uh, ATM withdrawals for free wherever she is in the world. My favorite for that is actually, this is a brokerage thing again, Charles Schwab, which offers an ATM card with unlimited fee-free withdrawals around the world at bankers' buying rates. So you get the best exchange rate. Some money deposited here would be able to be taken out in Scotland in pounds at no fee at all. And while we're on this theme from Ian in California, he says, my daughter has completed two years at community college for free. She is now transferring to a four-year school, and the cost is roughly $40,000 per year for tuition, room and board, everything. The cost of room and board alone is $20,000 per year. She was not awarded any financial aid. She can stay at home, but, when she, but she wants to live on campus and have the quote-unquote real college experience. My wife and I are torn. We want her to have that experience, but we are close to retirement and do not want to jeopardize that by borrowing lots of money. Advice or suggestions would be greatly appreciated. Ian, this one is rock and hard place because you're right. You should not spend the 20 grand that you would not have to spend if your daughter's going to school local at a four-year college and can stay at home. And it just because she wants the real full college experience, that's not a good reason for you to spend yourself into a hole for retirement. So I think you could compromise, and she works while she's in school, defray's some of the cost of the housing, and you let her have one of the two years on campus, and that would cut the cost to you immediately in half. The money she could earn over the next two years could easily cover half of that remaining half, taking you down to 10 from 40. And that, to me, would be a tough love compromise that would protect your financial interests going forward. So I am... One killjoy for that daughter. (laughs) You know, the summer is primetime wedding season. And with so much pent-up demand from the pandemic, weddings are back. But a lot of them are carrying on really differently. I'm going to talk about a trend that really, really makes me happy straight ahead. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The average cost of a wedding in the United States had been going higher and higher and higher. Uh, The surveys showed the prices moving steadily up. And it wasn't that people in the wedding industry were profiteering. It was weddings were getting fancier. They were getting more grand. The features people wanted were more elegant. And this is something that is a trend in society, the way proms are done and all the various events that are so much more involved than they used to be. So Krista, I want to take you on a trip down memory lane. I want you to compare what your prom experience was like versus your daughter who's now on her way to college. She actually didn't have an elaborate prom experience at all, but man, I've seen it. It's crazy. So the weddings, any, any special event, they've gotten jazzed up. And the weddings were really setting people back, either the uh, parents of the bride or when more often today, the couples paying for their own wedding as people are getting married at later ages for a first marriage. Gosh, that was so negative what I just said for first marriage. Oh, man. Sorry, that was not romantic. Apologize. Anyway, as people are getting married later, the reality is a lot of times they're paying, and then something's got to give because it means other things don't happen. And those other things like the home you want to buy or uh, affording having a child you'd like to have or whatever. So the idea of making it simpler is really an alternative. And you're going to talk about that thing, marriage or, or mortgage. There's is that a right? show. There is a show on Netflix. My daughter was watching it called marriage or mortgage. And it's really, really popular where a couple meets with a wedding planner and then they meet with a realtor. And basically they have to decide between spending money on their wedding or spending it to get a house. And a lot of times they pick the wedding they do pick the wedding? Yes. Well, I mean, and this is the thing. It's your choice what your highest priorities are. Right. But there are people doing a compromise as well, and they're scaling back their wedding. There's even a term for it in wedding planning now called a micro-wedding, where people cut things out. They might involve, invite a smaller number of people. They may do a less expensive location whatever they can to reduce costs. And, you know, I've got a special place in my heart for my nephew and his wife because they did everything right to reduce the cost of their wedding. And I talked about it years ago when uh, we went to Costco to pick up the food for the reception. And uh, the Costco had big liquor thing, and so we bought the liquor. I didn't even know what those... What are the, I had a list to buy all the liquor since I don't 
drink liquor. I don't they know anything Uncle, about it. Uncle Clark to Costco. That's right. And so we we bought all the food, the drinks, all that. And they had the wedding on a Monday night because the venue was much cheaper on a Monday night than other nights. So there are compromises you can make. It doesn't have to be as stark as that show that your daughter loves, the uh, marriage or mortgage. mortgage. Yep. But the idea is something's got to give. You can't do everything. And the important thing is that you're standing across from someone you're marrying who you love and you want to spend your life with. That's what matters. All the stuff about uh, showing off on Instagram or whatever, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't speak to the heart and soul. So remember your wallet as you plan that wedding. All right, we'll get to some questions. This is from Sherry in Oregon. When buying consumer goods, especially online, many are labeled imported. Is there an industry definition for that term? How does one know it's not coming from China? Well, Sherry, there there's a lot of confusion about that. Like with automobiles, something is considered to be domestic if it's made in the North American market, especially if it's Canadian U.S. is considered to be domestic for us. And then if you look at the label on a new vehicle, it will tell you what percent of the parts are North American parts. Only the automobile industry is that specific. Other things like clothing, you can look at a label and maybe hidden in there, but you'll find the country of manufacture. There are also garments that are made overseas but assembled in the United States. And so you think they're U.S. goods, but they're only partially U.S. goods. And so many things we buy are made up of a combination of foreign components, domestic components, and maybe domestic manufacture. So the Buy America thing has gotten really, really hard because it's hard to define. You know, what's wild is we think of Toyota and Honda as foreign-made, but most Toyotas and Hondas are made in North America. And there's all kinds of circumstances where vehicles we buy that we think are American uh, vehicle or anything else is actually made overseas and, and vice versa on that. So if it's really important for you to buy American-made goods, typically you're going to have to buy from a smaller company that manufactures exclusively in the United States. And Joyce says, Clark, the housing market right now for buyers of new homes seems so unstable. The prices change even before the first post is in the ground, sometimes increasing as much as $30,000 in my area. It's a great time to sell, but I feel like buyers are getting stiffed. What advice do you have for someone who wants to buy a new home right now? So it is bittersweet. The sweet is the mortgage rates are so favorable that even if you're quote-unquote overpaying, because economists figure the housing stock in the United States is overpriced somewhere between 8 and 12%, although it feels more than that. The very low mortgage rates cover a, a lot of that up. So if you will stay in a property you buy now, Joyce, for a good long time, and good long time in my definition is minimum 10 years, you will overcome 
the somewhat inflated home prices that we have right now, we are not going to have a bust in housing because there are fundamental reasons why we're having a problem with people finding affordable housing. We are short housing units. We just don't have enough housing stock in the United States. So, yes, you are getting stiffed if you think of it at how much prices have moved up. But if you're willing to find a place that you can really be comfortable living till 2031 or later, you'll be okay. And from Lisa in Utah, my husband has Mint Mobile. It's time to pay the monthly fee. I suggested that he get unlimited for $30 per month and drop paid Spotify. He currently wants to get Mint Mobile at $20 per month and continue with his paid Spotify. He refuses because he doesn't want to listen to the commercials. What do I do, Clark, to convince him this is a better idea? It's like mobile versus music. Well... It's really ads versus no ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spotify, he's got he's got no ads. But then the mobile, she wants to have the unlimited data. Data, data, right? Right. So the unlimited data is great to have if you're using a significant amount of data, and you don't have to worry about data caps and them slowing you during a month, and convincing your husband that he likes commercials. I don't know how you do that other than I'll tell you, I will always accept a lower price for content and listen to the commercials. I have a Pandora account and with my Pandora account, I have to listen to commercials. And unfortunately, Pandora is getting better and better at selling commercials. So there are now more commercials, but I'm willing to do that so I don't have to pay for it. And so it's all a matter of, of setting priority and for your husband if he would rather stay at the 20 and have a less uh, less robust cell phone plan just so he can listen to spotify without commercials then i guess he does that but i think in this case you're right and you should rethink it And I want to thank you for joining us. Please visit Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com for more money-saving advice you can trust.